About 20 years ago, a famous psychology experiment was created called the Invisible Gorilla Test. I don't know, how many of you have heard of the Invisible Gorilla Test? Number of hands. It's quite a famous uh, experiment. And so in this particular experiment, participants were asked to watch a video in which two teams are passing a couple basketballs back and forth. Half of the team are wearing black shirts and half of them are wearing white ones. And so the participants were told to watch this video and to count how many times that the players in the white shirt were passing the basketball. And so after the video, which takes about 25 seconds to play, they were asked, do you notice anything unusual? In all of the different tests that were completed, almost half of the participants said, no, didn't see anything out of the ordinary. And then they were specifically asked this question, Did you see the gorilla? What? As it turns out, halfway through the video, a person in a gorilla costume walks onto the screen, (laughs) stops in the middle of the group, pounds their chest, and walks away. Almost half the participants didn't even see the gorilla. Well, the experiment showed that people can focus so hard on one thing that they may not notice something unexpected or something new that is staring them right in the face. Well, of course, that truth can carry over into all sorts of areas of life because it's not just simply about watching an experiment to see if you can see a gorilla and a person in a gorilla suit. As we navigate life and dreams and goals, as we walk through obstacles and challenges in life, if we're truly not awake to what's happening around us or inside of us, we could miss out on something that is super important that's staring us right in the face. In fact, we may miss out on something that can change the trajectory of our lives, that can even pull us out of a painful and difficult experience that we're going through. And so this morning, we are continuing on our series on resilient faith, and we're looking at different stories from the Bible of people who walk through some huge challenges in their lives, and yet they also emerge from those experiences with resilience and strength. They were broken and flawed people. These were not perfect people that had it all figured out. They experienced pain and grief. They experienced and walked through doubt and all sorts of mistakes. But they also showed courage and strength in the midst of what they were going through. And because of that, they show us how we can live with resilient faith, even in the midst of difficult times. So what do we mean by the word resilience? It's been said that resilience is the willingness and the ability to endure hardship and become better by it. Someone else has said it is endurance with purpose. A lot of times, and you may have heard this, when we talk about resilience, we often use the language of bouncing back. How many have heard that? We bounce back from things. And so we go through a difficulty or a challenge or some type of a loss, but eventually we make our way back. We bounce back to how things were or to where they started. Well, sometimes that reality can happen for little things in life. But the reality is that life in general honestly doesn't work that way. If you've experienced some type of a loss, some type of a failure, could be the death of a person or a relationship or a dream, you know that things will never go back to the way that they were. They can't. Things have changed. The situation has changed. You've changed. 
And so resilience isn't about bouncing back. It's about moving through. And I want you to hold that definition here today. That resilience isn't about bouncing back to where things were. It is going to be about moving through them. Moving forward, moving through a particular place or moment or situation and arriving in a different place. And so resilience involves all sorts of learning and challenges and stretching along the way. Well, this morning we're going to talk about Moses. And he's one of the most significant figures in the Bible. If ever there was a story about resilience, Moses' life has to be one of the best examples that we have. His life was threatened from the very moment that he was born. He was placed in the little basket on the Nile River in order to save his life. He's later rescued by Pharaoh's daughter, the king's daughter uh, in Egypt. And he's raised as a prince of Egypt. How many of you were Prince of Egypt movie fans back, back in the day? So you know some of the story that's there. Uh, he, Moses later flees to the desert as a fugitive and ends up staying there for 40 years. And then at the age of 80, he comes back to Egypt to rescue and to lead the people out of slavery. And then he goes back into the desert for another 40 years, basically walking in circles with people and eventually bringing them right to the edge of the promised land. So it's a lot. Moses experiences a lot, but through it all, he displays this extraordinary resilience and strength and courage. But the book of Hebrews summarizes his life this way. By faith, Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great reward. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who's invisible. Moses gave up his position, his identity, his social status, his wealth, and he chose to follow a path that was full of hardship and pain, but it ultimately would lead him to an incredible destiny. Well, how did it happen? How was Moses able to navigate life the way that he did? Because he certainly wasn't bouncing back from all the things that were around, setbacks and failures. In fact, it seems like a lot of times, every time Moses stepped into something, it was an even bigger challenge, an even bigger struggle that happened. Higher stakes involved each time. And yet he was able to keep moving through things, to keep going through life. And that's why his story is so important when we talk about resilient faith. So I want to start here with the end, and then we'll kind of deconstruct it just a little bit and see how we can apply some things to our own lives today. I want you to notice again the last sentence in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27. Moses kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. Did you catch that? Moses was able to keep going through life because his eyes were focused on the one who is invisible. That's next level stuff right there. That goes beyond just seeing an invisible gorilla. Moses is keeping his eyes on the invisible God. He is awake and aware to God's presence and reality in his life. And that's why he's going to be able to discover how to become resilient, how to live through the situations that he's going through. 
As I began preparing this message, I was struck by how many times the word see or look is actually connected to Moses' life. I'm not sure I had realized before how many times and how strong of a connection it is. Because each major event that Moses walks through has this connection to seeing. In his first encounter with God, he sees a burning bush. Later, we're told that God and Moses would talk together face to face, like friends. At one point, Moses asks to see God's glory, and God actually shows Moses his goodness as he passes by him. And then at the end of his life, we read that Moses, when he died, even though he was old, it says this, his eyesight was clear. And of course, we already read the verse that Moses kept his eyes on the one who's invisible. And so Moses' ability to see, to see where God was at work, to recognize his presence is what allowed him to become resilient in life. And so I want to anchor our time this morning in Moses' first encounter with God. It's the story of the burning bush. Because I think there's a couple things here that we can pull from as we grow in our own resiliency and relationship with God. And so as Exodus chapter 3 begins, we find Moses in the middle chapter of his life. He's no longer the prince of Egypt, and he's not yet the leader who is going to rescue the people of Israel from slavery. He's looking after sheep in the middle of a desert, and he's been doing that for close to 40 years. Talk about an ordinary, uneventful life. It's almost as much fun as counting basketballs on a screen. And we read this. Moses was taking care of the flock of his father-in-law Jethro. He led the flock to the west side of the desert, came to the mountain of God, and then God showed himself to Moses in a burning fire from inside a bush. Moses looked and saw that the bush was burning with fire, but it was not being burned up. So Moses said, I must step aside, or other versions say, I must turn and see this great thing, why this bush is not being burned up. God saw him step aside to look, and God called to him from inside the bush saying, Moses, Moses. And Moses answered, here I am. And so in the very middle place of what seems to be this ordinary place and moment, God shows up. Or more accurately, Moses comes awake to the reality that God is already there. Moses sees this bush and it's not burning up. I like to think of it as seeing the invisible gorilla type of moment. It, it catches his attention and he turns towards it and he says, I'm going to turn away from the current path that I'm on and I'm going to look and find out what is going on. And so as Moses' eyes begin to open up to this new reality, God begins to speak to him from that place, and God begins to call him to a new season and a new chapter in his life. As the story continues, God eventually reveals himself as the one who is present with him, the great I am. But it happens as Moses notices, as he turns, as he looks, as he's, his attention is caught. In a Jewish midrash, which is a type of uh, interpretation and commentary, there is this beautiful thought that is written about this moment that Moses has. And these Jewish commentators and rabbis say, the bush had been burning for generations, waiting for someone to notice and respond. I love that. Can you imagine that this bush has been there for all of these years and finally someone notices it, someone finally looks at it and turns towards it. 
How many other shepherds had walked by that place and either never noticed it or maybe they saw it and didn't look long enough to see the miraculous in it? The great Albert Einstein once said, there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. And so Moses sees something and he responds. And so that's the first big idea I want to leave with us today as it relates to growing in resilient faith. How was Moses able to keep his eyes on the one who's invisible? Well, he sees something about the moment that he's in and he turns his attention towards it. He notices, he makes this change, he looks, he comes awake to God's presence in his life in this unexpected way and time. And so if we are to grow in that resilience and faith, if we're to move through challenges and difficulties of life, then we need to become awake to God's presence in that moment, even when it may feel like he's not at work or that he's not even there. We're called to look with eyes wide open towards the one who's invisible. I love how the great C.S. Lewis wrote it. He said, we may ignore, but we can nowhere evade the presence of God. The world is crowded with him. He walks everywhere incognito. The incognito is not always hard to penetrate. The real labor is to remember and to attend. In fact, to come awake and still more to remain awake. So how do we do that? How do we become awake in our faith? Well, by leaning into this reality that God is present with us, even in this moment of time, even in this space and place and situation that you are in today. That's what I'm trying to see and experience in my life right now. And there's a part of me as, as I was preparing this that hesitates in continuing to share my own story and journey. Because I'm guessing probably about half of you have heard it already and heard me talk about it. And I think, well, people don't want to keep hearing about what I'm going through. And then there's a part of me that doesn't want to keep sharing it because it's so raw and vulnerable and painful. And yet, I want to continue to be open and honest about it because I think there's something that we can learn, something that we can take, maybe something that we can find in that story as well. At the end of the day, I don't want to just share something that happened 20 years ago in my past. That might be helpful sometimes, but real life, real time, I think is where it's at. Because we all work through situations and, situations and circumstances. Some of you may know in the last 14 months or so, we've walked through a lot as a family. Uh, my dad passed away almost a year ago and still processing that. And we had a family friend who was murdered. We've walked through ongoing significant mental health challenges, financial stress, physical stress. The list goes on and on. And it hasn't been easy, which is probably the understatement of the year. It's been painful. And yet, even in the midst of everything that we have gone through and are going through, I've probably sensed and felt the reality of God's presence more than at any other time in my life. And to be honest, I haven't had the capacity or energy to, you know, work on my relationship with God. I haven't done a lot of thinking about my faith. I haven't been proactively working on it. But I have tried to simply start looking for God's presence in the ordinary moments of my life. Full confession, they're not these huge dramatic moments like a burning bush experience. 
Not even close. And that's totally okay. But I am finding myself opening up in new ways to experiencing God's presence and feeling that and understanding it in the place and moment that I'm in. I've shared this a few times that I find, honestly, for myself right now, it's going off for a walk by myself or with the, the little fur ball. And we find some quiet space, and, and I just allow in that quietness this thought to keep coming down. God is with me. Let that thought just burrow deep inside of me. And somehow in that simplicity, I am relearning and reorienting my life to the reality that in my loneliness, God is here. In my pain and tears and grief, God is here. In my questions and doubts, God is here. And even in those moments where I can feel life starting to come back and filling me up again, God is here. I know that I will never bounce back from the events and challenges I've walked through. But I am learning to walk through them with this growing awareness that God is here in the midst of everything that I'm going through, everything in my everyday life. I just need to become awake to that reality. I need to pause and to remember God's presence is here. To turn and change and shift my attention and sight towards the one who, although he's invisible, he is also most certainly present. And that leads to the second idea that I think we can take from Moses' life as it relates to resilient faith. So Moses sees he turns towards this something new and reorient, reorients his life to this new reality of God's presence. And then God speaks out Moses' name and grabs his attention. And we see Moses' next response. Here I am. Here I am. In the Hebrew, there's this beautiful, profound word that is used. It says it's called hineni. And it means literally to be present, to show up. It says, I am ready and my eyes are open. I love it. The word appears throughout the Old Testament numerous times. Usually when someone is walking through a difficult time or is just about to walk through a difficult time. As one rabbi described it, he said, it's the word that is used to bring us fully present into the moment. I think it's why Moses had such a resilient faith. Because not only did he notice God's presence in these unexpected places and ordinary ways and moments that are there, but he also allowed his life to change and to move into a new space. He says, Hineni, here I am. I may not understand all that's going on, I am going to show up. I am going to be fully present to the one who is already fully present with me. And that's what Moses does for the rest of his life. Because how do you get through 40 years of looking after sheep in a desert? And then how do you get through another 40 years of leading people in a desert? How do you grow in resilient faith and this endurance with purpose? Well, I'm not trying to be cliche here, but honestly... I think the answer is one day, one step at a time. You keep showing up. You keep holding on. You keep fighting. You keep taking one step more. You keep going. Moses kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. He kept on going. He kept on showing up. He kept on being present to the one who was present with him. 
I realize that's really not a sexy answer. Certainly not the big profound answer or how-to. But if ever there was a practical definition of resilience, that's it. It's about moving through the challenge, the obstacle, the situation, the painful experience, one step at a time, one day, one experience at a time. You keep showing up. You keep going. And it's okay if it's messy and if it's not figured out and you can't see where it's all heading. Just be present for what it is, when it is, how it is. Hineni. I came across uh, this little drawing last year, and it's become a bit of a mantra for me in my own journey and this image to hold on to. It's this picture of this frail, withered plant with the words that say, it's okay if all you did today was survive. It's okay if all you did today was survive. I've held on to that image and to those words so often over these last number of months where I really, to be honest, I haven't focused on thriving. I haven't focused on goals and achievements. I haven't thought about all of that. Honestly, some days it's been, can I just get through today? I can't even look a week or a month or a year or five years down the road because it's too overwhelming. And I don't know what you're walking through right now, but I know for some of you, and in a room this size, there are undoubtedly many who are walking through difficult, challenging times. And it's not about looking so far down the road. It's saying, can I get through today? Can I get through this moment? Brene Brown, the well-known researcher, says it this way. Sometimes the bravest and most important thing you can do is just show up. Sometimes the bravest and most important thing you can do in life is just show up. Can you simply say, Hineni, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be present this moment, opening my life to God's presence. I think that's what resilient faith is about and what it looks like. I keep reminding myself that God is with me even in the midst of everything that I'm going through. I just need to keep opening my life to his presence, his voice, his life working through me. I just need to keep showing up, to keep on going, and to keep my eyes focused on the one who is writing my story from start to finish.